Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It's great to be back at Faith, and what wonderful music. I've got to say that. It's just fantastic. I would like uh, to have you all turn to the sermon text for today. 136, Psalm 136, in the front of your hymnals, and we're going to read this responsively. Down the middle aisle to the left, all odd verses. On the right, all even verses. So when you're there, kind of give me a thumbs up so I know you're with me. And I'll read them all and you can follow along. But one side, odd, right side to me, even. Here we go. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who by understanding made the heavens, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who spread out the earth above the waters, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who made the great lights, for his steadfast love endures forever. The sun to rule over the day, for his steadfast love endures forever. The moon and stars to rule over us, for the steadfast love endures forever. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, for his steadfast love endures forever, and brought Israel out from among them, for his steadfast love endures forever. With a strong hand and an outstretched arm, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who divided the Red Sea in two, for his steadfast love endures forever and made Israel pass through the midst of it, for his steadfast love endures forever. But overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who led his people through the wilderness, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who struck down the great kings, for his steadfast love endures forever and killed mighty kings, for his steadfast love endures forever. Sion, king of the Amorites, for his steadfast love endures forever, and Og, king of Bashan, for his steadfast love endures forever, and gave their land as a heritage, for his steadfast love endures forever, a heritage to Israel, his servant, for his steadfast love endures forever. It is he who remembered us in our low estate, for his steadfast love endures forever, and rescued us from our foes, for his steadfast love endures forever. He who gives food to all flesh, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven, for his steadfast love endures forever. And together... Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.
I'd like to begin this 60th anniversary message uh, with this text. And also, if you still have it open, you don't have to have it open, but verses 13 through 15, where God's word tells us, to him who divided the Red Sea in two, for his steadfast love endures forever and made Israel pass through the midst of it, for his steadfast love endures forever, uh, who overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea, for his steadfast love endures forever. These three verses remind us how God rescued his people Israel from slavery in Egypt when Moses and the Israelites stood on the banks of the Red Sea watching the Lord destroy their enemies in the flood of, of its waters, all God's people began to sing. Exodus 15.11 tells us, Who among the gods is like you, O Lord? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glory, working wonders? In Psalm 35, King David asked a similar question. Who is like you, O Lord? You rescue the poor and needy from those who rob them. Another psalmist continues with the same theme when he asks in Psalm 89, O Lord God Almighty, who is like you? You are mighty, O Lord, and your faithfulness surrounds you. Well, what God even even comes close in comparison with the Lord our God. Set aside for a moment the fact that all other gods do not actually exist, for they are only unspeaking idols made of wood and stone. That's what 1 Corinthians 12.2 tells us. And they are humanly created gods. That's what Deuteronomy 4.28 says. And these gods cannot save anyone. That's from Isaiah 45.20. Which of these fictional gods even comes close in comparison with the Lord our God? Without exception, every other god of every other religion demands gifts from its followers. But our God is not like their gods. Our God does not demand gifts from you. Our God instead gives gifts to you. You would not have, he gives gifts to us that we would not have unless he gave them to us. Here, John 1, 13. He, the Lord, gives the right to become children of God born not of natural descent nor of human decision or of a husband's will, but born of God. Every other God from every other religion demands that its followers expend great effort to come to him, but not our God. Our God is not like their gods. Our God does not wait for you to come to him, but he comes to you. John 1, nine. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. And John 1, 11, he, Jesus, came to that which was his own, even though his own did not receive him. Every other God of every other religion demands that its followers become God-like. Straighten up their act, exhibit holiness, move from the trap of this world. For most other religions, humanity is a curse. It's something to be escaped. 
something to be beat down, something to leave behind so that one can find true spirituality. But your God is not like their gods. Our triune God is the creator of all things, including our humanity. And we are made in the image of God. In Genesis 1.31, God's word tells us that God saw all that he had made and it was very good. And here is the thing. Our God does not demand that you do things and live right so that you can earn his love and salvation. For our righteous heavenly father must have holiness. That's true. And uh, he cannot look upon sin. That's true. And the problem is that none of us can live holy lives. That's true. So our heavenly father gives us a savior instead. John 1.14, the word became flesh, that's Jesus, and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Here in the grace of God is his glory, not in you sacrificing for him, but instead God in Christ sacrifices for you. He takes the form of a servant. He is born in Bethlehem. He lives a holy life. He takes your sin upon himself. And then on the cross at Calvary, Jesus sacrifices himself for you. This is God's glory. It is unlike any other false god. For Jesus, the Son of God, second person of the Trinity comes to save you. He dies in your place, my place too, for I am a sinner. And his grace, his undeserved love, and no other washes us clean from sin with his holy precious blood and innocent suffering and death. And Christ's truth speaks to you the words of eternal life. That's John 6, 68. His light illumines your dark places because he alone is the light of the world. When you're going through tough times, Christ is there for you. He brings the light and the comfort of he himself for you in your dark place, whatever it is. And there is no other God like our triune God. And this takes us now to the Psalm 136 chapter that you just read. And in verse 1, God's word tells us, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Now, if you forget everything else about this sermon and also about the 60th anniversary celebration, please remember the two things that the psalmist presents in verse 1. The first thing is that God is good. That is why we are here today. We are here to thank the Lord for his many blessings, to praise him for his salvation, which he gives to us in Jesus Christ, to worship him in the house that he has provided in Faith Lutheran Church over these 60 years. We are here today because God is good. 
and has provided us with every good thing that we possess. Think of our Heavenly Father. He has created our world and has given us everything we need to support our body and life. In his small catechism, Martin Luther lists a lot of good things which we all memorized when we were going through confirmation. And Luther writes, God has made me and all creatures. He has given me my body and soul, eyes, ears, and all my members, my reason and all my senses, and still takes care of them. Because God is good, and because his goodness springs from his love, our Heavenly Father is intimately involved in our lives. He supports us. He sustains us. He gives us every good gift. I'm always surprised by the person who says, everything I possess has come from these two hands. And then my, uh, or, or everything I, I, I have in my life now has come from my own intellect, my own intelligence. I, that, I've accumulated these things because of how awesome I am. And I always uh, wonder, how well would your hands have worked if you had crippling osteoarthritis? Or I wonder, uh, how would your brain have worked with a stroke? It is God who is good. He sustains our lives and gives us every blessing. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his steadfast love endures forever. And when we think of our Savior, Jesus Christ, his goodness is demonstrated on the cross. Jesus took upon himself your sins and my sins and the sin of the world. Christ became flesh to take our place and pay for our sin uh, with his holy, precious blood and his innocent suffering and death. We know the Son of God is good because he paid our penalty for sin. When we reach heaven, we're just going in because Jesus has washed us clean by his blood and we are his children. And so we go up there with confidence to approach the throne of God because Jesus is our Savior. He's our advocate. He'll speak for us up there. And he offers us forgiveness and peace and eternal life to all who believe. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. And when we think of the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, we, uh, because he draws us to faith and our life in Christ through baptism and the word of God, because he sustains our faith through word and sacrament, because he gathers us together here at Faith Lutheran and throughout the world, uh, we know that God the Holy Spirit is good because he brings us to Jesus and he keeps us in the one true faith. So from first to last, God is good all the time. And we thank and praise and worship him for his goodness and love and salvation in our Savior Jesus. Now a couple of minutes ago, I said that there were two things from verse 1 that I wanted you to remember above all else. First, that God is good. And in the second line from verse 1, God's word declares, for his steadfast love endures forever. If you forget everything else, the second thing I want you to remember is that God's love never ends. It lasts forever. There is no expiration date on God's love for our lost world or for his people and his church. And here at Faith Bloomington, we have seen God's steadfast love 
directed toward us constantly since 1963. Now, I was only here in 1974, so you're going to have to go to people who are older than me to, to go back to those earlier days. But God has given faith congregation, faithful pastors, to preach and teach the word of God so that Christ and his love would always be our hope and joy through the triumphs of our lives and also the tragedies of our lives. Four pastors are with us. Pastor Mitchell is watching by stream. God bless you and keep you and, and uh, get you back here as quickly as possible from illness. We also have Pastor Edwards and Pastor Beck and Pastor Sway. And I think that there are more out there that I'm unaware of. But through the years, God has given us fine leadership into the word that always point us to the cross of Christ, which is always before us, and always lead us to Jesus, who is our help and our salvation. God has trained vicars and supported seminarians here through faith's ministry. And from our congregation, our Lord has raised up pastors, missionaries, teachers, education specialists, and counselors to serve his church throughout the world. I'm one of those missionaries. My wife is another. We were in the western part of Eurasia, uh, good friends, the, the uh, Hex, uh, 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 oh, my mind just went blank. Who are they? Thank you very much. I, you know, you, I have this stuff up here, and then you go off track. Well, I was off track there, and we just spent so much great time with them in Eurasia as we brought the, the uh, gospel of Jesus, the love of Christ, to, to people who really are in darkness that didn't know anything about Jesus our Lord. And through the support of our congregation here, uh, we were able to go forth with your prayers and your support. Also under God's uh, grace, we have partnered with University Lutheran uh, to maintain a strong witness to Christ, uh, to Indiana University, and also through Pastor Sway uh, to uh, Chinese ministry throughout southern Indiana. He told me a couple of places where he's working. And with our uh, triune God, compassion and favor, we haven't forgotten the little children either. With um, Here at Faith, we maintain a strong Sunday school and after-school program with excellent teachers whose delight it is to tell the story of Jesus to children who love him. Further over the 60 years, our God has given uh, faith, and we've heard it this morning, uh, fine worship music. I remember uh, Milt Martin and going back to those days, and uh, it's, it's so great to have the music with Dr. Gabriel now and the choir, and I know that you all work hard for her. I mean, dude, she really stretches you on that. And also how God has greatly enriched our hymns of meditation and praise, uh, not just today, but, but through the many years. And finally, we have faith, social ministry, support of Salvation Army, the Sojourn House, uh, the Family Homeless Shelter, and Crisis Pregnancy Hannah House. So we were helping out there where people, where we make a difference to people who are often at their lowest point. A lot is going on here in faith's ministry. It is multifaceted, but Psalm 115.1 says it all. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. God is at work in this place. The evidence is all around us. 
Sure, there are times when we struggle with sin. Sure, there are times when our, sin, uh, our pride and selfishness get the best of us. There are times here at Faith when we don't demonstrate the love of Christ at our meetings or in our relationships. Faith Lutheran, like every other Lutheran church and Christian church in the world, uh, is fallen. We have sinners in this place. But this is a place where sinners will always be welcome and, make, uh, and meet Jesus Christ. And that is the crucial things here. Jesus welcomes sinner, sinners here. And by his cross, Christ washes us clean from sin and makes us his people and church. Now there's one last thing that I, I want to cover from Psalm 136. It's in the second line of your verse 1 reading, uh, which is repeated 26 times, as you know. And God's word tells us, for his steadfast love endures forever. Now in the Old Testament Hebrew, the original word for steadfast love is chesed. And it's one of those words in Hebrew where to say it properly, you need to spit a little bit. So back up a little bit when you, when you speak of God's steadfast love, chesed. And you older Lutherans like me who memorize this verse out of the King James verse, uh, out of the King James Version knows that this verse reads, for his mercy endures forever. But really, the Hebrew word chesed really can take a whole paragraph to define it. The word can be translated God's patient love and provision. Well, that's true, isn't it? His patient love and provision endures forever. We've seen that here. Chesed can also mean God's goodness, his favor, his compassion, or his loving kindness. And in Psalm 36, 7, uh, uh, the psalmist writes, How excellent is your loving kindness, chesed, O Lord. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. The word chesed describes God's heart toward us. And that is why it is used more than 245 times in the Old Testament. But fast forward to here and now and today. Fast forward to faith congregation in the last 60 years. For 60 years, God's steadfast love and patient provision and care and his kindness and mercy has been with us and, uh, and, and we know this because our triune God is with us still. Wherever two or three are gathered in his name, there he is present with us and we know that his Steadfast love is here because it endures forever. God bless you in your faith and love for Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for inviting me uh, back as a son of the congregation to deliver God's uh, word to you. And uh, God bless you and keep you until we meet again in Jesus' name.